Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in on tonight. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you all are on the line with us. I'm just excited about what's going on on tonight. I thank God for keeping the ministry going. I thank God for not allowing anything that tries to come up against it not to succeed. I thank God for being God. God is such a good God. Yes, he is. God is awesome, and God is just that, God. And I appreciate the fact that he gave me a right mind to recognize that he is God. I am your host for tonight, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, along with our speaker on tonight, which is Dr. Serena Wright. She is already on the line and prepared to do what God has appointed her to do on tonight. I just want to know, Dr. Wright, are you on Facebook Live also? No, not tonight, Woman of God. Okay, well, I will be cluing up my Facebook. I'm not on there, but if you're going to broadcast it on there, by all means. Okay, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to clue up my page to showcase the service on tonight. So um, let's get ready to have this service and let God be God. So, Dr. Wright, go on and do what God has appointed you to do. It's in your hands. Thank you so much, woman of God. I just um, welcome all of the blog talk listeners tonight, those uh, of you that are listening on the www.blogtalkradio.com that you're listening live or you're listening in the archives. I am so sure that God has all of us in mind. And see, it doesn't matter if you're a 2022 listener or you're listening to me in 2322, God had you in mind before the foundation of the world. This word is for those whose hearts has been panting after him, those that are kingdom believers and have decided, for God I live, and for God, that's it, that's it, I'm all God, I'm all sold out, because there are times when we can be in church, or we can be in groups, and we can be on auxiliaries, and we're still selling things, but there's a time when you just sell out, and you say, for God I live, and for God I'm ready, I'm ready to die. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know that can be a little bit of a heavy, a heavy uh, sentence, a, a heavy parenthetical for some, but we have already said that we would die in Christ that he might live. That's already a condition we should have taken. If for God I die made you cringe, then I challenge you, brother, I challenge you, sister, to go back and understand that salvation was the death of us in him that he might live through us in the earth. We should already have been where we would sacrifice those things that are so close to us inside of him so that he could be lodged inside of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we thank God for those that man this ministry. I remember last month this time, you all, by the time I got to blog talk, I had been under one of the most severe demonic attacks that I have experienced in the last 48 months. I, I mean it. I, I, I just took a place of refusal because there was an onslaught. But 
when the enemy comes, do you know that God will lift a standard of his word against him? And so I came in supplication and declaration of the word. Because let me tell you, when you think you don't have anything, you should still have his word. You can still declare he is only God, he is God and he is God alone. You can still call him to who he said he would be for you when everything in your life seems to be crashing in one moment and praise be to the God of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. By the time we were done making supplication, hallelujah, those things had settled inside of my emotions. Those things had settled and it was clear to me what direction to take and how to go to defeat the adversary that was in front of me. I encourage you Hallelujah. Declare the word of the Lord. Stand and having done all to stand, refuse, my God, to take a loss that God has not given you. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank the people of God. Hallelujah. For for being in in, in, in our rightful position for being prepared to advance the kingdom, for creating platforms where people can be strengthened and to hear the word and get their next assignment to understand directives, to be clothed in praise and worship and revelation and insight. We thank God for the people that man this platform. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you would go with us to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. We'll look at verse 35. Luke 18, 35 to 43. We're going to read from Luke 18, 35 to 43. I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible. Read from your favorite version. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight and revelation, and we will be just fine. And he came near to Jericho and heard that a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he asked what it meant. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he shouted, saying, Jesus, son of David, take pity and have mercy on me. But those who were in front reproved him, telling him, keep quiet. Yet he screamed and shrieked so much the more. Son of David, take pity and have mercy on me. Then Jesus stood still and ordered that he be led to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith, your trust, and confidence that springs from your faith in God has healed you. And instantly he received his sight and began to follow Jesus, recognizing, praising, and honoring God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We just thank God for his word and for the truth that is everlasting. Tonight we are going to share, we have four important points from this story because I recognize over the last two or three years, especially in the blog talk platform, that God was directing me toward the next setting of my assignment. Hallelujah. And in that assignment, we had talked about recovery, and we looked at recovery, and then we would go to a prophetic declaration, and we would come back to recovery. Because 
God is a master strategist, and he is a keen one to recover. Do you know that we had lost our place in the, in, in the Garden of Eden and that the, the first Adam had lost that place, but it was Jesus' ministry as the creating, as, as bringing forth the new covenant that recovered us and that that we had lost. Because God is in the business of recovery. Do you know that in the Bible it says that there will be trouble in life, that, that life comes with trouble. In life there will be tribulation. But, but don't worry, I've overcome the world. Because there is a place where he is to be the bridge for us in recovering not only those things that we may have lost, but recovering our position, recovering our relationship, recovering our understanding, recovering our place of fellowship, recovering our place of honor, recovering our place of authority, recovering our place of dominion, because he is a master strategist in recovery, and he's been showing me how the, the lessons and the insights for recovery that he's been giving me is in line with what is the next position of my assignment. And in that same way, we will look at this scripture in Luke 18 under the glasses. We will look with the frame of recovery because there are a people that are alive today that are like this man, that this blind man that was on the roadside begging. And you say, well, what is that similarity? How is it that there are people today like this man that was on the, or a blind man that was on the roadside begging? Because there are some people that want something different. There are some people that God is speaking to tonight that they are not willing to sit and let circumstances be what they've always been. They are not willing to let the, the, the generational habits that they were that they had learned passively continue to be a report of their destiny. They are saying, I just am not going to sit here like this. This is not okay. I am not just going to be another number. I am not just going to be this and that. I am going after everything that God has said I could have, and if it was lost, he's going to help me recover. Hallelujah, glory to God. There are some people that are hungry for more. There are some people that are saying, God, I'm not ungrateful, but I know there's more. God, I'm not ungrateful, but I know you're bigger than this. God, I'm not ungrateful, but I know you're larger than this. God, I'm not ungrateful, but you are the God that holds impossibility in his hand. God, I'm not ungrateful. I'm not, I'm not coming to you from that side. From that side of petitioning, I'm, I'm hungry. There's got to be something more. There is more for me. There is more in my destiny. There is more for my life. There is more for me to say. There are more books for me to write. There's more understanding for me to gain. There's more fellowship. There's more supplication. There are more people to witness to. God, what is next for me? There's got to be more. There's got to be different. There's got to be more. God, I want to recover. 
those things that I have lost, there are some that want more, and there are some that want recovery. There's a dream that you've had, and circumstances deep faith out of you, and you stop asking, but in your heart, you still want it. There's a, a career, there's a, an idea, not one that ambition birthed, but one that was birthed from your eternal assignment, and you lost it. It slipped through your hands, through circumstances, through the circumstances of life, but in your heart you're saying, God, I want to recover. I want that dream back. I want that position back. I understand now. I want my wife back. I want my husband back. God, bring my daughter back home. I realize now what I should have done, how I should have handled it. I want this up. I want this position back. I want to live in this region again. I know that there are plenty of people there that want to know the truth, that want to know I wasn't prepared before, and God, I lost it, but I want to recover it. I want that thing back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Those are the people that we are talking to tonight, and we are going to use this scripture to lay out very clear steps as to that point of recovery, that point to gain that fervor back, that intensity, that desire for God, hallelujah, oh yeah, this is for those that are ready to recover, those that used to have a fire for God, they were relentless and uncompromising, and over time, and through disappointment, Hallelujah. That has been doused. It's been dampened. But tonight, God's going to give us very clear instruction on how to recover. Uh, prepare your hearts. Hallelujah. Prepare your understanding for the recovery. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So when we look into Scripture, Praise God. Hallelujah. When we look into the scripture, when we look into the scripture, in verse 41, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. For those of you that are lying and you know exactly what you want to recover, hallelujah, you're already a step one. Because when you enter into God's presence, somebody say, know what you want. He didn't come right. and, and look at this blind man and say, well, you're blind. Evidently, you want to see it. He didn't say, well, you're sitting by the side of the road. It's clear to me you want a car. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Somebody say, know what you want. Quit, quit, no quit backing up from it because the light, light yeah, yeah. and carnality and new age doctrine and the philosophy of men have convinced you you're asking for too much. This man was blind. They didn't say that he needed thick glasses. He was blind. And when as soon as God asked him, what do you want me to do for him? It says, and he said to the Lord, let me tell you something. You better know what you want. I don't care if it seems impossible with man. It's not impossible with God. Know what you want. You know what you want. You know what you lost. You know that fervency you used to have. You know that career God had directed you to. You know the size of the house. You know the type of relationship. You know what God told you about your daughter. Told you. If you've lost it, if it seems to be lost, 
thoughts, meaning are some distance from you, if it seems to be out of your grip, if it seems to be a situation you can no longer bring to pass on your own, consider yourself a recoverer and know what you want. Quit backing up, believing these new age philosophies. Quit backing up and relieving these doctrines of men, these places that call divisions and striving in the in amongst believers. Quit believing the doctrines of devils that tell you you've got to do this according to their standards in order to get anything from God. Somebody say, know what you want. God, I want that thing you promised me when I was six. You said that I would have this and this. You said that you said that. No, somebody say, know what you want. He never backed up. He didn't flip. He didn't stutter. He said, let me receive my sight. But let me tell you something. When you study this out, this word receive means recover what was lost. Y'all, please, Jesus, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Just because you had it and lost it, don't mean you can't boldly step up to God and ask for it back. Lord, have mercy. Just because you received it and lost it, when you get in God's presence, say, God, I want it back. This what happened. This what happened. And this and this and this happened. But God, I want this back. If you ask me what I want, this what I want. I'm going to listen to you. And I'm going to serve you. And I lay my life down for you. But God, if you asking me what I want, somebody say, I want my sight back. Oh, my sickly Quit being scared to ask God for a miracle. I don't care if you got one arm and you want to ask God for two arms. Oh, my sickly old I don't care if you can't read and you want to be in the UN interpreting French. Ask God for what you want. Somebody say, ask God. I dare you to ask him. Just ask him for exactly what you want. If he, if he He's bold enough to call you to this lesson and to, to open for you the heart of this man that got what he wanted and he's talking to you, sir. If he's bold enough to call you through Luke 18 to show you the heart of this man that got exactly what he wanted, then, you, you, then you're eligible, miss. You're eligible, sis. Don't you dare turn over nothing that was yours because you lost it. Let me tell you something. God does not even show us in the scripture how he lost it. Hallelujah, glory to God. Don't you know if it's said in here how he lost it, then the, then the self-righteous mind, the self-righteous inclination of humanity would then begin to pick apart that he got it back because of the reason he lost it. Oh, yeah. But let me tell you something. It don't matter why you lost it. If you want it back, ask God. Say, can I have my brain back? Can I have my fervor back? Can I have my patience back? Can I have my, my ability to discern spirit back? Can I have my authentic prophetic mantle back? Can I have my fellowship with you back? Can I have the sweet favor spot with you back? Let me tell you something. Those that are wrapped up in God are never going to get in his presence and ask for something that's not in line with his will. Those that are wrapped up in God, those that are like this man in Luke 18, are not going to get in his presence and ask for something outside of his will. 
body of Christ. Number one, that know what you want. Know what you want. Know. Somebody say, know what you want. Know what you want. Ask God for it boldly. Ask for it. Step right up and say, this is what I want. You ask me. Oh, let me tell you something. Ah, said the I said, I promise you. Let me tell you. I asked me when I was, when I first got saved. Oh, I God said, what you want? I said, I want to be a doctor. I put my right hand to God. Everybody that knows my testimony knows that that is what happened. Because, see, I, I was I was so fresh in God that I felt like if he ever stepped to me and asked me, I was going to ask him for what I wanted. And at the time, that was as big as I could think. But let me tell you something. With the next time, my next go round, somebody said, know what you want. Your time is coming. Holy Spirit got to knock on your door and ask you what you want. Sis. You better know what you want. Oh, bro, I'm telling you, if you're listening to me, God is on his way to you. He's, he's about to pass value. Somebody say, know what you know. You better know what you want. Know what you want. Ah, mama, mama. They say, I talk about Let me tell you something. There is a bold place that the kingdom walks in. Ah, religion is a don't, don't ask God for too much. And we just so pure. I never heard of that foolishness. I've never been in a, in a religious. I've never been in a religious place. Yeah, I, I, that foolishness to my ear. But there are some people, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm telling you, there are some people that that may be foolishness to them too. But that's what they were taught. But I'm telling you, there is a place where the kingdom is walking in a boldness with their God. And you better know somebody say know what you want. Uh, my, 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 verse 42, he said, and Jesus said to him, receive your sight because your faith, your faith, your trust and confidence that springs from your faith in God has healed you. Uh, number two, you, we need to work on and house a faith that produces. Do you know why we look at those and what we call the hallmark of faith? It's actually Hebrews. I don't know who called it that. I heard somebody call it that, and I call it that. I made that up. But it's actually Hebrews chapter 11. Now, this is in the real Bible. You have people like Noah. It says, when Noah, being forewarned by God, succeeded and diligently constructed and prepared an ark. See, the thing is, he did it by faith. See, all the people that are named in Hebrews 11, they made things happen. Somebody say, by faith. And see, we cannot be lured to sleep because tragedy has hit our region, or, or maybe because you, you're living and you're living in an, in an undeveloped nation, or or you're living in a part of the world where there is war and and there's upheaval and there is destruction. Those that are believers have got to recognize that faith is the currency, ah, my God of the kingdom, and you've got to have a faith. Somebody say that produces. All faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word. And so if we don't have producing faith, somebody say, get in your word, get in your word. See, because when it comes by, it's going to be that you ask it. Lord have mercy. And it'll be your faith that produces. It'll be that you ask it. I know you want to know why we got to ask it. Because he's sovereign and he's created a kingdom. And the kingdom has a government. And the government has a way that it executes and makes a reality those things that are in the supernatural realm, in the natural realm. He doesn't need our permission. 
have to ask him. And but when you ask him, it is your faith that's going to produce it. Oh, because you know why? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We, we never want to think that our faith alone is enough. See, I got this faith. No, no, no. See, you always going to need God. That's the life we live. We always need him. We always need his presence. We always need his insight. We always need his protection. We always need his provision. We always need his grace. We always need his mercy. We always need his advocacy. We always need his supplications. We need him. We need him, but we don't need to come to him empty. We need to come to him full of faith. We need him, but we don't need to come to him desperate and distressed like those that are don't know him. We need to come to him in faith. Somebody say faith comes by hearing. I hear you loud and clear. Well, how will I know I have faith that produces? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word. If you've been studying your word and reading your word and meditating on your word and living by the word and declaring the word and loving the word and ruminating on the word and meditating the word and speaking the word and believing the word. Somebody say hearing comes by the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word. Let me tell you something. This man did not know if he had faith that produced until he asked God for what he wanted and it produced. He did not know if he had producing faith until he asked God for what he wanted and it produced. And let's let's keep this thing real clear. See, we live by faith. By faith. It's that it's impossible to please God without faith. We live to please him. That is how we live. But see, we've got to submit ourselves to his government. We've got to submit ourselves to his way. We've got to submit ourselves to his principles that the things that he has given us to produce will be made manifest. Do you know that the proud won't pray? Lord, I curse it. Because you know why? Because they are why do I have to pray? And why do see you see that's it. But this man came in humility. He's God asked him what he wanted, he told him, he said, This is what I want. And I know there's no way for me to get this thing without you. And do you know that that same God turned around and said, it is your faith, not just the faith in knowing who I am, not just your faith in submitting to the system and asking me, but the faith that you had to continue to believe me when they told you to sit up, to continue to supplicate when they told you to be quiet, to continue to ask me because they told you we were passing. Number one, know what you want. Number two, have a producing faith. Number three, act according to your faith. Let me tell you something. This man was about a roadside begging. He didn't have a job. He didn't have any resources. He was sitting by the road begging. But do you know when they told him Jesus of Nazareth was passing, passing? He said, hey, 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 Jesus, this is what I mean, Jesus. He didn't even know how close he was. 
Lord have mercy. But he said, Jesus, son of David. He began to say, no, 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 you're not going to pass, and I'm not going to let you know. I'm a believer. Yeah, I told y'all he had faith. See, he said, they said he's passing by. Okay, well, then let me, let, me, let me bring myself right up into his attention. Jesus, son of David, I know who you are. I believe who you are. You are the God that... You are the only God that imposed impossible in his hand. He began to act according to his faith. You you know that if you are blind and you are pitied and you are disadvantaged, then doing something radical is a faith move. Doing something unexpected, but that is filled with the faith of God, is a faith move. Do you know that they were saying, shut up. Quit making a fool of yourself. You're just a poor person without resources. You're disadvantaged. You're set aside. A lot of times, those that were the lawmakers, those that were the legalists, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were always able to push up to the front. But this man said, I'm acting according to the faith that is already in me. This is the Jesus that's been healing. This is the Jesus that's been doing miracles. This is the Jesus I believe in. And I'm going to act according to my faith. I'm not going to act according to the paradigm. I'm not going to act according to the social construct. I'm going to act according to what I believe. I'm not going to act according to you trying to embarrass me. I'm not going to act according to the shame you're trying to place on me. I'm not going to act according to what you say about black and brown people. I'm not going to act according to what you say about genders. I'm going to act according according to the God in whom I have believed. Hallelujah. Somebody say, act according to your faith. You've got to know what you want. You've got to have a faith that produces. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you've got to act according to that faith. Oh, my God. That's going to be radical movement. That's going to be against the grain. I'm not talking about being foolish. I'm not talking about being a spectacle for the sake of being a spectacle. I'm not saying attention getting tricks. I'm not saying gimmicks. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about what faith will say. You know what? Okay. All right, God. I heard you. I heard you, God, and I know that you're the God that holds impossible in his hand. And you walk right up to the president of the company and say, God told me your daughter's going to live, and he never said he had a daughter. Listen, let me tell you something. You better act according to your faith. If you want to recover that thing you asked for, you better act like it. Somebody say, you better have faith that produced, and you better act like You better quit acting like you scared of the people people scared of. And you better act like you can't walk up and say what God told you to say. Lord, have mercy. You better quit acting like you can't go in that bank and ask for a loan. That, the, the, the person that before you did, God, somebody say, you better act like it. If you're going to get that thing that you lost, you better act like you got the faith that produces Hallelujah, glory to God. You got to know what you want. You got to have faith and you got to act like it. Number three, God said we got to pray. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. When this man heard that Jesus was coming by, he said, look, Jesus, son of David, don't you know that, that crying out to God is prayer? 
He, he don't have, I don't care where he eats. He said he'll never leave me and forsake me. That means I can cry out to him in the bathroom in downtown and in downtown of the biggest city in North America. I can cry out to him in the in the rawest, most rawest part of, 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 of North Africa. That means I can cry out to him if I'm at the in the penthouse of a of the tallest building or on the or if I'm in an airplane, if I if I'm in a submarine. He he, he didn't know. He was blind, y'all. They said he was passing by. He didn't know if he was six feet or six hundred feet. But he began to call out to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when the people began to tell him to stop calling out, the Bible says he called out so much more. We've got to pray. And we've got to not be praying. He says, pray. Pray often. Pray without what pray without ceasing. Don't let anybody convince you to stop praying. Pray. Pray and call God. Call out the name of the Lord. Call out yeah. the God in whom you have believed. Yeah. Call him by name. Declare him to be the God, the God of heaven yeah. and earth. Declare him to be the God that impossible is nothing. Declare him to be the God, the son of David. Declare him to be the God that created everything that has ever been created. Declare him to be the king of all kings and the Lord of every Lord. Declare him to be the provider and the God of provision. Declare him to be protection and the God that protects. Declare him to be the God in whom you have believed. Somebody say pray and pray much and pray more. We've got to know what we want. We've got to have faith that produces and act like it. Somebody say, and we've got to pray. You've got to pray in the morning and pray in the evening. You've got to pray at midday. You've got to pray in trouble. You've got to pray in difficulty. You've got to pray. You've got to pray. Not in unbelieving, but somebody said we've got to pray. We've got to call out to God. We've got to call out situations. We've got to call out circumstances. We've got to act on our faith. We've got to know that God is the God that hears us. We've got to know if we ask, it shall be given. If we're seeking it, we'll find it. When we knock, doors will open. Somebody say pray. We've got to be those that are willing to call out to him, to make supplication. And if anything tries to hinder, make supplication even the more. We've got to pray often. We've got to pray without ceasing. We've got to pray in believing. We've got to declare him before the people. We've got to declare him before the circumstances. Somebody say we've got to pray. We've got to pray more. We've got to know what you want. Hallelujah. We've got to develop a faith that produces and act on it. Somebody's saying we've got to pray more. The last thing, and we will be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For this wave of recovery. Hallelujah. For this wave of recovery. My God. Hallelujah. We're going to look at verse 35 through 37. He says, and he came near to Jericho, and it occurred, and it occurred that a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, and hearing a crowd going by, he asked what it meant. Now he was blind, so he didn't see the crowd going by. That's obvious. But it is clearly stated that he heard the crowd going by, and he asked what it meant, and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing. 
And in 38, yeah. it says, and he shouted. And the fourth point that we will make for this wave of recovery is this. Stop considering where you are and what you have insignificant to get what you want. Stop considering where you are and what you have is not sufficient, somebody say, to get what you want. Hallelujah. This man did not have a job. He did not have resources. How do you know, Dr. Wright? Because he was begging. He did not have a way to readily move from place to place because as the people were moving, he was still by the roadside. He did not have his sight. He was blind. But do you know that what he did have, because even without all of that, he could hear. And in 36, he said he heard the crowd going by. He could hear. And do you know that him using what he had is how he got what he wanted? He heard the crowd going by. So, so this man used what he had, and when they responded, he used what he had. He heard and he shouted, hallelujah, glory to God. See, he didn't let them keep saying, well, because you don't have any money, and because you can't even see how close or far Jesus is, and because you black or brown, or because you married a divorce, or because you got two kids, and they all, they got different fathers, or because you live in a, in a sub, in a subsidized house, or you, because you live in a poor area of your city, or because you're in the caste system in India, and in that system you've got to stay in your caste. Now, do you even give consideration to anything he did not have? Oh, Baba. He said, he said he heard the crowd, and so he asked, because he could talk, and he could hear. And do you know that what you have is sufficient to get what you want? Hallelujah, glory to God. But you've got to deem it so. So you see, the thing is, we say you've got to know what you want. You've got to have a faith that produces it and act on it. We've got to pray and be willing to cry out to God, saying, yeah. God, I need your intervention. I, I, I have the faith, and I'm willing to act on it, but I know I cannot do this without you. And you've got to be locked into a mindset that I am lacking nothing. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I am not inadequate. I am not of low self-esteem. I am not of low value. I am not held down by social constructs or circumstances beyond my control. I don't know how he lost it, but however he lost it, he knew whatever he had left was enough to get it back. Lord have mercy. You've got to know that God hasn't left you laughing. Oh, God hasn't left you laughing, sir. Even though you want that thing back, do you know that what you have is enough? Glory to God. What you have is enough. Do you know until you get a what you have is enough mindset, you can't tap into the miraculous? Lord have mercy. 
until you know the way God has, has set it up, until you know the resources you have, the place that you live, the geographical reason where he's placed you. <clears throat> Until you recognize that no rich person could keep you from it, that the crowd trying to embarrass you could not keep you from it, that the horror that you experienced as a child, it can't keep you from it. Until you get a what I have, a sufficient mindset, you can't tap into this place that God is calling us to fix. You've got to know that no, no matter what has happened, whatever you have is enough. No matter what they've done, what you have, sir, is enough. No matter what you've lost, what you have is enough. And in this way of recovery, the point of entry is that you know what you have is enough. You want that marriage rekindled, and you look at the 18 girlfriends your husband has. But don't you know you're not competing with them? You've got to know that whatever I have, if he's just still willing to be married, that's enough to recover. Let me tell you something. Whatever you have, you've got to look at what you have and deem it of high value. If all you can do is hear, then you'll hear him talking. You'll hear him asking, what do you want? If all you can do is be do you know that you're seated in the right place? If all you can do is talk, then don't you know he'll give your voice enough volume to get his attention? We've got to refuse these places of inadequacy that keep us from moving in the faith that taps into the recovery. God is looking to do miracles in our lives. Recover things that only he can recover. Bring us into places that defy financial constructs, that defy the philosophy of science, that defy anatomy and physiology, that defy social structures, that defy caste systems, that defy oppressive systemic resistance. But before we can tap into this place, we've got to understand the adequacy of God. Hallelujah. We've got to refuse the lack mentality. This man was a beggar, but knew he had enough to get recovered. This man was blind, but knew he had enough did exactly what he wanted. Oh, we've got to dismiss it. We've got to refuse it. And it's fed into social media platforms. It's fed into a lot of these influencers, quote unquote. It's fed into the philosophies of men. It's fed into music, into into the music industry. It's fed into the movie industry. But let me tell you something. If you've got to walk around with your hand over your ears and patches over your eyes, 
don't you let anything convince you from this day forward that what you have is not enough to tap into this realm of recovery. Somebody say, whatever I've got left is enough. Whatever I've got left is more than what I need to get to this place that God's calling me to. We've got to know what we want. We've got to have the faith that produces and be willing to act on. We've got to make prayer and supplication in the most un- unusual places. And we've got to rid ourselves of everything that would call us inadequate. God is calling for a people that are ready to step into the miraculous. Hallelujah. That are ready to ask for a recovery that only God can do. That are ready to lay hands on the sick because you want them to recover. Hallelujah. That are ready to ask that not only your marriage be recovered, but that the marriage of those that you know, but for that sister that you know, that that's become hopeless, that, that, that you've been praying with, that you've been praying with her, sir, you've been praying with her sister years, but God is telling you, step over into that place where you begin to recover, you begin to recover marriages, and you begin to snatch people's children from the hand of the adversary. When you begin to recover people's financial life, and you begin to recover those that are homeless, and recover those that are mentally diseased, and speak and prophesy and declare them back into their right minds, God is calling for a place. This this next wave of recovery will be led by those that have passed over into the miraculous. For God will release a mantle of recovery on those that will follow his instructions and then release them into the marketplace in a realm that has his signature that they would recover his people for his glory. God, we thank you right now, and we give you praise, and we give you glory. We understand, God, that as the prophetic word goes forward, that this is a release for a miraculous, for the miraculous recovery. God, that you shall place upon your people, we thank you right now, that as we are listening to your word and it is going forth, God, that it is settling in our heart and shall bring forth the fruit of recovery, that we shall be those that are mantled oh God, to go in and then snatch those that the adversary has convinced them they would never be released. But there shall be a recovery in the supernatural dimension, just as a blind recovering is a supernatural process. God, we thank you now that this shall be a recovery of supernatural dimensions, that this mantle shall be of supernatural proportions, that those things that have been lost, that they shall be recovered, that we shall be those that shall lead those into the supernatural places of recovery and teach your people how to gain those things that have been lost. We thank you right now, God, that we receive that assignment. We hear your word, oh God, and we shall move in your word. In Jesus' name, woman of God is back to you. 
Amen, amen. I thank you, God, for the lesson on tonight, recovery. For those that tuned in on Facebook a little late, we was uh, reading from, we received a message from Luke 18, 35 through 43. I thank God for the recovery message on tonight. Don't be blind about the word. <laughs> the lines are open for who, to who all would like to say something on tonight. You can speak now. The lines are open. Wow, this is Cecilia. I was trying to wait. Oh, my God. Dr. Wright, Dr. Wright, Dr. Wright, I thank God for the word that he gave you for us. All while you was preaching and teaching, God was releasing his word into me about wisdom and longevity and overflow and abundance and just everything that I could ask God for according to his given and sustaining faith that he gave me for recovery and knowing that I would have eternal life through him and knowing that um, everything that I have is not according to what I have, but it's according to his abundance, that it's not according to my income, but it's according to his ability to give me that which would overflow in my life and whether it it's wisdom, it's eternal life. And many people are saying, well, when I retire this or when I uh, uh, save this, when I save that, but it's about God. It's about the all in God. It's about the abundance of recovery in God. And I thank you for reminding us it's about the all. It's about the abundance. It's about the recovery. It's about the faith-sustaining uh, abilities that he's given us. Thank you for reminding us it's all about God, not about us, but our faith in God and in his word. But like you said, when he comes to you and asks you for what you want, don't be fumbling around. Give him his word and tell him what he's already promised you because the recovery is yours. My God, I'm not going to preach because you've already preached. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Is there any, thank you, Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. Is there anyone else that would like to speak at this time? I just want to say thank you. That's all I want to say. My name is Diane. (laughs) Thank you, Diane. Is there (laughs) anyone else that would like to speak at this time? Praise God. This is Minister Margaret. I just want to thank the woman of God for her words on tonight. She gave us so much from those few verses. There was so much depth there that maybe we hadn't even looked at before and that's what is so great about the word when it says rightly dividing the word of truth how she went in and dug out that truth and presented it to us step by step and one of the things that really uh, touched my heart is when she said know what you want so she told us to pray to pray much and to pray more but we have to know what we want, know what it is God wants us to do and what we need his help to do. We need to be able to cry out 
just like this man did, cry out and ask God for help. But we need to know what it is he wants us to do. Thank you so much for directing us and helping us to see it's in his word. It's in prayer, and our faith must be strong as we go forward doing the work of the kingdom. God bless you, woman of God. Continue uh-huh. to follow. No, you don't want to come to me. What God you better mute me. Thank you. I'm telling you right now. Reading his word you you better mute me back. I Thank listen you, to this nonsense for like 10 seconds. Is it's there a relationship. anyone would like to speak? I hear someone in the background speaking. Do you have anything you would like to say concerning the ministry on tonight? Thou disrupt. Yeah. No, Jesus Christ. We don't have any Uh-uh. My dog ran away today. <laughs> um, he's speaking, but not to us. So we're going to um, just keep going. Is there anyone else who would like to speak on tonight? Dr. Wright, I thank you for the word because uh, um, the message was personal for me because I'm getting ready to retire, and I was just sharing with Apostle-elect on today, the enemy was trying to say, oh, you're going to only have this and only have that. And I was like, I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. I I thank you for the word. No matter where you're at, what you're doing, you got to trust God with everything. So to say on tonight, don't worry about it, but to cry out and take God's word back to him, I thank you for it teaching us about the recovery, even before we get in the recovery, to just know that we can recover because we have been given instruction. I just want to say again, thank you. So, um, Dr. Wright, is there anything you would like to share with us as far as your ministry, your book, and anything else that you would like to uh, let us know about? Any upcoming books? Uh, thank you so much, Mama Yes, I do have a book on the last description. The last is, is written as the last RX, last description you'll ever need on Amazon.com. You can order it there. And I thank God for Blog Talk Radio. That's all that I have. Okay, I thank you for that. Thank God. I'm going to pray us out after I give us um, the following information that we have for this ministry. This is Iron Sharpening Iron, Smile 3E. We are on the air on Facebook Live when our ministers are not in a position or able to do Facebook. I like to try to do it through my page so that we can make sure that the word is heard, whether it's live or in the archives on Facebook Live. And it's always available on Blog Talk, Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, through um, our ministry. So know this. We are here on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also on Blog Talk and Facebook Live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard I'm Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's where either myself Minister Sylvia, or Prophet Antoine Thomas. This Friday coming up is Prophet Antoine Thomas' turn to minister, so he will be on the air 
and most hopefully, most likely on Facebook also at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're also on the air on Blog Talk on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's what our very own Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, or possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, let me say it right, forgive me, also with Minister Sheila Kaiser, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and Minister Margot McCor. They are also helping her with hosting that program on Sunday mornings. So please tune in at any given time that you see our postings come up about our service. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want to just say, if you need to, go back and listen to this on the replay of Facebook. Share it with someone. If you need to hear it on blog talk, go and replay this. I'll listen to it in the archives. I want to thank you all for joining in. Uh, you was in the beginning or you came in late. I thank you all because I know you came in at the time God appointed for you to come. Delayed don't mean denied. So we're going to say, God, we just hope everything falls on a hungry heart, a hungry spirit, an open mind, God. We just ask your word to fall where it needed to fall and be where it needed to be for whoever needs it, oh God. Let them hear what the body of Christ received on the night. Let them hear what was released to the body of Christ. God, we just ask you to cover us right now. Cover us while we sleep, and God, give us peace and give us rest. God, cover every home. We just ask you right now, God, to let peace abide and just saturate the home and everyone in it, oh God. Don't let anything or anybody break up what was given out of tonight. God has said, tell us what, tell you what we want, God. On tonight, right now, we're asking you for peace so that we can cry out to you and give you our heart's desire. God, we just thank you. Cover our homes, our houses, our families. Cover each one of us, God. Cover our hearts. Cover our lips. Cover our ears, God. Cover our eyes. For God, we love you with the love of everything that is within us. We want to say thank you. And Jesus saying it is so. Amen. Good night, everyone. They never add, boy, fuck you too.